Welcome to Off the Cuff with Congressman Jared Huffman. As a representative for California's 2nd Congressional District, Off the Cuff is my opportunity to talk with you about important issues and to introduce you to interesting people from the 2nd District and beyond. It's unfiltered, it's direct, and it's honest. It's Off the Cuff with me, Congressman Jared Huffman. This week's podcast is a little bit different. We are going to talk about the congressional baseball game, uh, Republicans versus Democrats. This is one of the last and best bipartisan traditions uh, on Capitol Hill, and it's been going on since 1909. And with me to tell you all about the interesting history and um, you know other fun facts about our congressional baseball game is our coach, my colleague from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Congressman Mike Doyle. Welcome, Coach Doyle. Jared, it's good to be with you. Um, I can't go back to the early 1900s, but uh, I have been affiliated with the game for going on 28 years now, so I've got a little bit of, little bit of knowledge about it. Well, you do, and as both a player and a coach, right? That's right. I played, uh, I was a catcher for uh, 13 years, and uh, when Marty Sabo retired from Congress, he was our coach back then. Uh, he asked me to take over the team, uh, and I did. Uh, so I've been the manager of the team now for 14 years. So tell folks about this game. What? Why is it um, something that we all enjoy and, and believe in so much? Well, I, I don't know about you, Jared, but when I grew up in Pittsburgh, uh, my my sports hero was Roberto Clemente, and uh, it was just a real thrill as a young person in Pittsburgh. Uh, to catch the, the bus, which was a block from my house for 10 cents down to Forbes Field and, and watch him play. Uh, and uh, I was seven years old when the Pirates beat the Yankees, when Bill Mazeroski hit the home run in the ninth inning. And uh, I've been fortunate to see the Pirates win the World Series in 71 and 79 when they played the Baltimore Orioles, uh, just one game on each. But uh, so I've been sort of a baseball fan all my life. And then the thought of uh, going into like a major league ballpark uh, and put your home team uniform on uh, just sort of brings back, I think, for, for most of the players, uh, so many memories of, of uh, you know, your time in Little League or, or Pony League or high school. Uh, you know, none of us are professional athletes. And, and um, you know, to play in front of that crowd and to know that, we're raising money for charity for the Boys and Girls Club and the Washington Literacy Council and the uh, National Screen Foundation. Uh, uh, it, that's a good thing too, you know, and, and the camaraderie yeah. uh, at the baseball practices, which you know about, Jared, and, uh, you know, it gets pretty, um, it gets pretty entertaining there at times as, as uh, we all, uh, you know, make fun of one another or, or uh, there's a lot of pranksters on the team. I'm oh, sure. there sure are. Yeah. Um, so. Hey, before we before we talk about that, uh, I, th I think you're right that most of us have some connection and some fondness to America's pastime, to baseball, whether it's our own uh, time in Little League or growing up with heroes in the major leagues from our hometown team. Um, so it really is something that uh, kind of unites us. Uh, you've been around Congress longer than me. Why is it important to have some things like that around um, Capitol Hill? You know, it's funny when I get asked 
how can we, uh, you know, how can Democrats and Republicans, you know, get along a little bit better? Uh, people, people seem to think we fight all the time. We, we really don't, but we do fight about some things. Uh, but, you know, those times where um, you can take the suit off and, 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 you know, play a game with your fellow colleagues in the Republican Party and, uh, you know, and, and get to know them more on a personal level. Uh, maybe you meet their families or their kids. I used to always enjoy meeting uh, Joe Barton, who was a Republican from yeah. Texas and managed the Republican team. He'd always bring his son Jack to the game. And I'd have, I'd have a lot of fun with him, you know, trying to pretend like I was getting secrets on Jack, tell me what your father's strategy is. You know, <laughs> you, know you just, you just start to build a little bit of, of uh, camaraderie. And, and then when you see them on the floor, you'll, you, you tend to, to view them a little differently and, and maybe give them the benefit of the doubt uh, uh, because you know them a little better. So uh, I always tell people the congressional baseball game, the house gym, uh, the trips we take sometimes with our families on, on congressional delegations, those are all opportunities to, uh, you know, to get to know people without the battle of armor on. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think it's good for, for Congress to do more of that. Yeah, I do too. I, I think there's really uh, nothing but upside to continuing this tradition. Uh, now, you you alluded to this. This is a bunch of grown men uh, play and and some women uh, playing hardball. It's not softball, and we play it on a major league field in Washington National Stadium. So there's a real thrill to that. It's kind of a spectacle, and the Capitol community comes out to root for the Democrats versus the Republicans. Um, talk a little bit about the quality of the baseball. I mean, these are people in their uh, 40s and 50s mostly, uh, so it's not exactly the World Series. But uh, you know, we we put a pretty good uh, a pretty good show together, don't we? You know, I, I I tend to think, and I and I think that you know the reason we're continuing to see bigger crowds come to the game, uh, we play a pretty competitive uh, game. Uh, most, like you said, the players maybe played in high school. Uh, there's a rare exception. Uh, uh, you know, our, our previous pitcher, Cedric Richmond, who pitched in college uh, and was a phenom on, on the field. Uh, and unfortunately, President Biden brought him over to the West Wing. Uh, and I'm still mad about that. But, uh, you know, so, uh, but for the most part, uh, you know, it's, it's older men and women uh, playing the game they love. Uh, but we've had a few years where we've, we've played seven innings and, and haven't made an error. We played error-free baseball and, and, uh, and, and we can hit and we practice every morning. I don't know if people realize, you know, we get up every morning around six o'clock to go to baseball practice uh, before we start our day, uh, every day that we're here uh, up to the game. So it's a commitment uh, to do that. If you don't do that, obviously the game would, would look a lot sloppier than it is. Uh, and and uh, and would probably have a lot more hamstring pulls and, <laughs> and injuries on the field. Uh, so you know it's important that we get out there and and uh, and, and practice and 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 stretch uh, for the game. But uh, I don't think a lot of people realize this. I mean, to play in national stadiums really a thrill. When I played, uh, this was before national stadium was built, and we used to play out at Bowie, Maryland, at the Bowie Baysox Stadium, which I believe was a double A or triple-A farm club for one of the major league teams. And we played at RFK a couple years, too, uh, before we made it into the National Park. But uh, it's a beautiful ball, ballpark. And, and, you know, 
to be on a major league baseball field in front of a crowd. Last year, we had over 20,000 people in the stands. That's a bigger attendance than some major league games. I've been yeah. in the Pittsburgh Pirate games because they're playing so horrible this year. <laughs> well, so many people. <laughs> you, you mentioned the charity piece of this too. So we're raising money for the Washington Boys and Girls Club and you do a lot of this work, but we raise a lot of money. Tell us, tell people about that. Yeah, you know, back in what I call the old days, before we got in, in Washington National Stadium, uh, we, we raised money for two charities, the Washington Boys and Girls Club and the Washington Literacy Council. And, and for the Washington Literacy, Literacy Council, what we raised at that game was really their entire budget for the year. I mean, they, they were pretty much dependent uh, on, on proceeds from the, uh, from the baseball game. And, you know, we had smaller crowds when we were at Bowie Bay Sox Stadium. We'd get three, 4,000 people, uh, uh, you know, sometimes as high as eight or 9,000 would be the, the tops and would raise about 300 to $400,000. Um, we really kicked it into high gear when we got over to national stadium, we turned a lot of the fundraising over, uh, to a, a, a more professional organization. We used to do it in house. And, um, you know, I think when the shooting occurred, uh, at the Republican practice site, uh, and Steve Scalise and some staff members were hit. Uh, thank God none of them uh, yeah. had fatal injuries, and they've all recovered since. Um, that game that year, there was talk that it would be canceled, but as you know, uh, we went ahead with that game, and uh, 25,000 people showed up in the stands, and that year we raised $1.7 million for the charities. Uh, which, it was an amazing. Uh, yeah, which none of us. We had an anonymous donor that that gave five hundred thousand dollars. Who to this day I have no idea who he was, but um, or she. Uh, but uh, you know, now the year after we were all wondering, well, was that a one-time thing, uh, or are we going to get people back? And you know, the following year uh, after the shooting, uh, we still had over twenty thousand people come to the game, and I'm told uh, by. Uh, my office manager who helps run this uh, uh, thing that, that uh, our reserve seats are all sold out uh, and we're going to have another big crowd, uh, you know, uh, on Wednesday, uh, which means uh, good for the charities. And we've expanded the charities, by the way, too, Jared. It's not just those two charities. As I mentioned before, the uh, Washington Nationals have the Dream Foundation, which uh, they're building ballparks in Anacosta and some of the poor parts of D.C. and getting kids involved in baseball and and, uh, you know, the the other things, the good things that come from playing a team sport. Uh, and uh, so that's one of the charities. And and, you know, we we uh, have some funds that went for the police officers that got wounded, uh, you know, and, and their heroic attempt to to stop the shooter uh, from from causing more uh, uh, casualties. And, and so. We're starting to take on some other charities slowly but surely uh, as we continue to have more success on the fundraising side. So uh, it's a big part of it. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize how much money gets raised for charity at that one baseball game. Well, Coach, I'm going to ask you about the baseball side of this year's game in, in just a moment to close us out. But before I do that, um, I want to put this game in context. Uh, you and I are serving in Congress at a time when our country is very divided, and the Congress is more divided than anything I can remember in my lifetime. It's, it's pretty ugly here. Um, is it going to be hard, you think, for the players to 
to, to really uh, unplug from the division and the personalities and uh, go out and, and try to be good sports and have camaraderie with some people that frankly, you know, some of the folks on the other side uh, have been supportive of the insurrectionists and we're, we're going to have to, to push this game forward despite all of that. Yeah. January 6th has made this difficult. And uh, as you said, it's not, not everyone on that team, but there's some people on that team that um, were active that day and, and uh, it's tough, but, you know, I try to focus on the charities we're going to help. I tend to focus on, you know, the, the majority of players uh, you know, not only on our side, but, but, but over on their side too, that, uh, were just as horrified, although I wish they showed more courage, uh, in confronting the person responsible for the insurrection. Uh, so it, it's going to be tough and, and I'm, I'm hoping that we don't have, uh, <laughs> I, I, I told a couple of them over there that, you know, we have three new pitchers since Cedric's gone. And uh, if any one of them accidentally hits them, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> so we don't have an incident there. But uh, All right. Well, let's talk about the, the baseball and the lineups. Uh, first of all, yours truly, you can be honest with the listeners in my podcast. Um, I'm not the best player on the team, but I could bring mediocrity to any number of positions where you would choose to put me. What are your plans for me this year? Well, I think your constituents should know that you're an athlete. That's that's for sure. Uh, although I, I know the, the sport that you excelled in uh, wasn't necessarily baseball, but uh, uh, you, he, your, your constituents should know you're a reliable glove at third base and you can make the throw, most importantly, from third base to first base, which a lot of people can't do. Um, but also, you're a nice tall target at first base. And... Um, I, I think that, you know, my primary interest in you this year uh, is probably going to be over at first base. As you remember last year, we had Gil Cisneros there and he played a great game at first. And, uh, uh, but, you know, he's unfortunately not with us right now. So uh, I, I see first base in your future. And well, I will, I will do whatever you need me to do, coach, but let's close it out with the, uh, a little bit of intrigue about this year's game. Uh, we've worried about the loss of Cedric Richmond, who was our ace pitcher, but we might just have an ace up our sleeve and a secret weapon. Do you want to reveal any of that? Well, let me say that I've been pursuing uh, one of our new members in the Senate whose biography said that, that he played baseball uh, in the European League uh, and that he was a pitcher and a third baseman. Now, I can't be sure whether that's true or not until I actually met the person and, and uh, tried um, to get him to come out to practice. And I will reveal that yesterday uh, he showed up and um, he's a young guy and uh, he got <laughs> on the bullpen and had him throw. And he's not Cedric Richmond, but he's the best we have right now. He's better than the other two pitchers I've been looking at, at least in first glance. Now he hasn't thrown a baseball in eight years. So I hope his arm isn't like so sore today that he can't lift it after, after throwing so much yesterday. But, uh, and you're not even, you're not even going to say his name. And I think that tells people how you coach this game, you coach to win 
And yes. uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun playing for you. You also put a lot of work into this really wonderful tradition of the congressional baseball game, Coach. So thank you for your dedication to it. Thanks for spending some time with me uh, on this podcast. Okay, Jared, I'm looking forward to an error-free game from you and, and uh, at least one hit. You got it. Coming up. All Thanks, right, Coach. Take care. <laughs> Off the Cuff is produced by Marin's own Tales Untold Media. Our music is also local, provided by Temp Love. Don't miss out on future episodes of Off the Cuff. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Just search for Off the Cuff with Jared Huffman.